Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for the Fox 4 Race Zone podcast. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Well, Kansas is over right here in our own backyard. And man... Kansas did not disappoint. There was some great racing today at Kansas Speedway. Yeah, this is the end of the round of 12, eight left, and uh, there are multiple drivers that were pretty much in must-win situations. And uh, out of definitely out of all those four, Chase Elliott, my guy, didn't win the race, but he, he, he had a good car. He was aggressive, stayed up front all day. Towards then, you could really see him coming forward, but Denny Hamlin just had a strong car as well. And I think certain circumstances and Chase went for Chase, went against Brad Kozlowski, some of those last wrecks we had at the end we'll talk about. But things definitely went Chase's way. Not Kozlowski's way, but... Yeah, and it was a great finish. And we talked about uh, last week on the podcast about how Kansas in the springtime kind of set a string of pretty great races. It, the racing here in the spring was awesome. And the race, the racing there today was, was pretty awesome. That finish... I think if I think if Chase had one more corner, if he got his momentum coming out of three into four, I, I, if it was just one more lap, I think he, would, was, he may have won it. Hamlin was great on those restarts, um, and but Chase, it seemed like yeah, you're right. As it went on, his car was really coming up, and I mean, if the race had ended before one of those overtimes, Chase might have been below the cut line. It looked like it was going that way. Um, after, I think, the first one, Brad Kozowski pitted, and that kind of helped him out. And, and it was just back and forth with uh, those two at the end. And, and Logano wrecked, and uh, if the race was went on a bit longer, he could have been in jeopardy too. Let's go ahead and take a look and see where your favorite driver finished today in the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. And first place, Denny Hamlin. So he's definitely, he was already pretty much locked in the next round followed by chase elliott who just above the cut line makes it on to the round of eight kyle bush in third followed by his brother kurt bush in fourth william byron in fifth did not make it into the next round martin trucks jr in sixth eric jones seventh clint boyer the kansas native sadly will not be moving on as well but a pretty good run for him today kevin harvick in ninth and jimmy johnson in the top top 10 yep alex bowen was 11th 12th ryan priest who had a rough week after his hauler caught fire on the way to the track. Chris Buescher, 13th, 14th, Kyle Larson, 15th, Matt Benedetto, 16th, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 17th, Joey Logano, 18th, Paul Menard, 19th, Brad Kazlowski, and 20th, Austin Dillon. And 21st, already locked in to the round of eight, Ryan Blaney, last week's winner, uh, Ty Dillon in 22nd, Eric Amarillo, 23rd, followed by Michael McDowell and Matt Tiff in 25th. And 26, David Reagan, 27th, Ross Chastain, 28th, Corey LaJoy, 29th, Parker Klingerman, and in 30th, J.J. Yaley. 31st was Daniel Hemrick, who who led a few race, uh, laps this race and was looking good early on. Daniel Suarez was 32nd, Reed Sorensen, 33rd, Garrett Smithley, 34th, 
Bubba Wallace, wow, what a crash he had, 35th. Jason Balicki, 36th. Landon Castle, 37th. Joey Gase, 38th. 39th, Timmy Hill. And 40th, Ryan Newman. There's really no surprises at the back. I mean, there were no there were no playoff guys that had horrible, horrible racing days. There were guys who had trouble. As it turned out, it turned out pretty horrible for Brad Keselowski because he lost. Really, if the race had stayed green, we'd be talking about Keselowski being in and Chase Elliott being out. But with the caution flags and the overtime laps and the, the restarts, it really, you, you said it just a little bit ago, it really did not go the way of Brad Keselowski. No, I mean, going in, it looked like um, he was probably safe, you know, and, and he didn't have really a bad day. Like he didn't wreck or anything. He got lapped, and Chase was able to just gain, you know, passing people and, you know, really staying up there at the front and had a chance to win. Keselowski just didn't have that car that he obviously had in the spring where he won. Um, which just that car in the spring, if you remember, I mean, he just took off at the end there and the night race. But, you know, today, um, yeah. And, but I'm um, looking here, Kevin Harvick, he got fifth and he didn't pass inspection, I think, during qualifying. And he had to start in the back. So, you know, he could have had a bad day, but he was able to get up front. So it just, I mean, this is the playoffs. You never know. Um, and we've talked about, you know, with Denny Hamlin winning, I've never been the biggest Hamlin fan, but we've talked about, you know, if there was to be kind of that storybook winner, you know, with everything that's happened with the Gibbs organization in the past year, him winning the Daytona 500, uh, it is nice to see that Hamlin, which I think he would have been safe, but it is nice to see that he's moving on now. This next round, I mean, you win, you're going to Homestead. Yeah, it's... Uh, it- and it's starting to feel more and more like Denny Hamlin. This thing is turning in his favor. I really, at this race today, I really got the feeling that, man, we've talked about it. What you know, what a what an iconic year it would be for for him to win his and championship. He's, he's been very dominant at Martinsville, which is where we're going to. Well, not only Martinsville, but he's he he won at Texas earlier this year. That's right. And he runs pretty well at Phoenix. But you know, also runs good at Martinsville. Chase. Chase Elliott and does, yep. I'm pretty sure Chase is going to remember that incident a couple years ago where Hamlin kind of knocked Chase out. And uh, I don't think you know, they were racing together today. They got to play it smart. But I think if it comes time and one needs to go for a win. Well, you're next, you know, for these next three races, you're talking, like you said, you're talking about a trip to, to Homestead and racing for the championship. So um, I think the, uh, the pressure is going to be up a little bit because this time, if you win next week, you can already start planning for Homestead. Don't yep. I mean you? You still want to race for you know win at the other tracks, but now you have time to really plan because this is you know as Junior said, I remember years ago they asked him, "Would you rather win another Daytona 500 or would you win a championship?" And he said, "Daytona is just a day; a championship is forever." So and sadly, he never got the chance to uh, win that championship. Um. Some other guys who had a good run who were in the playoffs still. And let's run down real quick who is in and who is out. Eliminated today was Brad Keselowski, William Byron, Clint Boyer, and Alex Bowman. Those guys are out. And what shocks me, I mean, if you, if, you know, before this, if you said, you know, what, who's the first Penske driver, if, if any of them get eliminated, you think would be it? Of course, I'd probably say Ryan Blaney, who didn't have any wins this season until last week, but he was even running well today. And Kozowski is a former champion. So is Logano. 
So yeah, I obviously wouldn't have picked either of them. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I said earlier this week, who would have who would have guessed that the two guys two guys safe going into the Kansas cutoff race were were uh, Ryan Ryan Blaney and um, Kyle Larson. And nobody Larson, would have picked that. Larson, he was leading today. He had a good car. I, I, the next three races are going to be amazing. I really feel like I, you look at the guys who were in Kyle Busch, Truex, Hamlin, Logano, Harvick, Elliott, Larson, and Blaney. I think we got a pretty competitive field going down to the wire here at Miami looking Homestead. At, and looking at the final eight, you have four champions, former champ, NASCAR Cup champions, and you have four people who haven't won a Cup championship yet. Kyle Busch, Martin Trucks Jr., Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick have all won. Denny Hamlin has been so close in the past. And, you know, we talked about it before. It'd be such a good story year for him, but he's been in the sport a long time. And, you know, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, you know, they're young guys, um, but anyone is still in it and they can win it. Well, as we've seen in this last round, um, Ryan Blaney picking up the win at Talladega to, to lock in his position. What a huge win that was as you look back on it. Uh, not only was it his first win of the season, but it locked him into the, the 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 round of eight. Kyle Larson, who really had run well all this season, we kept expecting him to get to victory lane. Never happened, never happened. Happened at a fortunate time for him. So um, they were locked in. They didn't have to. He didn't have to sweat Talladega. I don't know if Larson's ever he he's been in the playoffs before, but it, luck just never seems to go his way. He's now in the round of I don't know if he's been in the round of eight before. I, I don't. I would have to go back and look, and I don't have anything to look with at this point in time. But as we're talking about the round of eight, is it an advantage to have been a champion before, or is it an advantage to not have been a champion before? And just be hungry to get that title, or being being a champion before, are you kind of is is your attitude not quite the same as these guys who've not won? I think it's, it's sort of a both. I mean, obviously, but the people, the guys who have won, and all these guys have won. Um, let me see: Joe Logano, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. They've all won in this format. It's not like Jimmy Johnson, who's he won in different when they kept who changing. spanned the decades of playoffs. These drivers have all won where they NASCAR has done this playoff system, going to Homestead with the Final Four. So they've done it before. They've won at Homestead, but then these guys have also returned in the Final Four after their championship year. Except for and Logano, he's been in it before. So they've all been in it. They know how tough it is, but they've done it. So I feel like there's kind of less pressure, but I think also. They want to add another championship to the roster. Oh, yeah. They want to relive that feeling of being a champ, a NASCAR Cup championship again. I, I mean, it's every NASCAR driver's dream, that and Daytona 500. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's for the, for the non-champion drivers, I think those guys are just going to go out and throw caution to the wind, and they're, gonna, they're just going to race their guts out. To get to 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 get locked into that next round to be in the final four at oh we can't say final four the last four the remaining four don't want to get in trouble with the with the homestead the, four yeah the homestead four there you go you that's I mean 
they're going to race their guts out to be one of those four drivers racing for that championship on the last Sunday of the season in Homestead. And I know earlier on, uh, another place I, I do some media for, another radio station, that host always challenges me to pick the pick a champion in February to see how good my uh, skills are. And the guy I picked back then was uh, Martin Trucks Jr., so so far I'm good. Um, would I rethink my pick now that I see the, the last, the, the eight, the round of eight? If I had, if I were to change my pick now, which I won't because I'm a man of my word, I might be leaning to picking Denny Hamlin to come out of this round of eight to win the championship. Looking at the final eight, too, I don't think it's any shock that there's the two teams that have more than one driver in it, Gibbs and Penske, who've been dominant all season. That's not a surprise. Um, and then just one for Hendrick Motorsports, one for Stuart Haas, and one for Chip Canassi. I think the biggest surprise if to me in this round of eight is that there's a Hendricks car there. Hendrick, you know, Hendrick, Hendrick Motorsports dominated this sport for years. They're kind of on a down downturn here. Um, it looked like coming in, I didn't really think the Chase had a, ch- a chance. I really didn't. Because Kansas isn't one of those places that shakes up the point standings, really, because there's not really big, huge crashes. There's not – it's a pretty stable racetrack. And I didn't think he could gain enough points to, to work his way back in, but a little bad luck for Keselowski, a little good luck for Chase. And uh, that's and why that's why I really love this playoff format. And uh, Chase did what he I mean he he gave it his all. You could tell at the end there. I mean he knew, I in his mind I got to win. He wasn't and, he wasn't points racing. Yeah, he was he was trying for that win because he thought, you know, pretty much it did look like that way because there was a point where he got above the cut line, but then Kozlowski, you know, pulled some tricks and was able to switch that up. And I think that last wreck where Joey Logano went into the grass. I think at that point, when they restarted, Kozlowski just shot back, and Chase was able to move forward and and get the second place. Let's go ahead and take a listen to our winner today at Kansas Speedway in the Hollywood Casino 400, Denny Hamlin, as he talks about his fifth win of the season and uh, moving on into the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, just uh, really a dominant car uh, the second half of the race. Um, you know, when we were able to take the uh, lead from Martin there, um, I knew that uh, is obviously very strong. And we just, once we got out front, I could really give what I felt like was the right information as far as what my car was doing um, to, to Chris. And then he made adjustments as the race went on. And, and so we, uh, we got better, uh, you know, held off a charge there from the 18. I felt like, you know, when I needed to get, a lap to, to keep my distance. I could go out there and get it, uh, but didn't make unnecessary unnecessary change uh, risk uh, of, of putting my car in bad spots. So I thought you know the strength of us really was being able to move around the racetrack and run you know close to the same lap time no matter what lane we were in, and that kind of allowed me to get through traffic uh, the way we did, and and then obviously hold those guys off at the end. You know, Denny Hamlin, you you sit and you listen to him talk to the media. And and I've had the opportunity to interview him a couple times. He really is just a nice man. He's a nice person. He's he's very thoughtful. Um, he, he doesn't really 
he's not one of those drivers that really shoots his mouth off and he doesn't really speak his mind. He's pretty laid back, but he's a, he's just a solid, solid individual. And, and uh, again, we've talked about it many times on this podcast about how, what a year this has been with, with everything that's happened at Joe Gibbs racing and, and, and his, his relationship with JD Gibbs. So I wouldn't be at all offended if Denny Hamlin is the one that makes it to victory lane to pick up the championship. Yeah, and like we've talked about, we're going the tracks he's been dominant at this year. And yeah, I mean, he's just he's he's had a pretty good season. But I mean, all of his teammates who are in the in it now, they've all won it before. Um so there's pressure there, but also, you know, I think they're gonna help him out if they can. Um but now, I mean, you got teammates in this thing. I don't know if they're gonna be your teammate during a race. I mean is like we. I'm going to say it again. You win now, you're locked in the homestead. You're locked in to race for a championship. Let's take a look at some of the guys who aren't involved in the playoffs that had good runs today. And you mentioned as we we're going through the uh, the uh, rundown, Jimmy Johnson, the top ten for that team. That's got to feel good for them as they're winding up this season. It's been a disappointing couple years for Jimmy Johnson, and just not nothing seems to work. Nothing. They've changed crew chiefs. Then they changed crew chiefs again. Just hasn't they just haven't hit the right combination as of yet, but a top ten finish is a pretty good finish for him. And really all the Hendrick guys today ran well. Alex Bowman in eleven, just outside the top ten. Byron fifth. But again, Byron and uh Bowman, they were like Chase. They were pretty much in a must win situation. And it's just that the end there, and I, I saw a photo that was tweeted out of how one of the I think the like how close they were, where the race wouldn't have gone into overtime. I mean, Hamlin was right there, and then the caution, yeah, and that I think at that point Chase wasn't safe. So again, it, it was luck, um, but I mean Chase had to run well, stay up front, and get a win. But it just so happened that. Luck just was not on Kozlowski's side at all. Yeah, it was, it just, it, yeah, it just felt like it wasn't. Chris Buescher, who's moving, he's moving next year to Roush Fenway Racing, swapping rides with uh, Ricky Stenhouse. Pretty good run for him today. And I'm, I'm excited to see how he'll run next year in, uh, in, in the uh, Roush Fenway stable. Um, Any excitement for Stenhouse and, this change up. Stenhouse's career is in a spiral downward. It's just like he's still going to be one at the super speedway, so he, he's got a chance. But in that, but he can, who knows? But he, I mean, he's going on a lower tier team that Busher came from, and we'll see what Busher can do. Both of them won championships for Roush in the Xfinity series. They did absolutely. They did, and it's it is shocking to see Stenhouse. I think was one that when he came into the cup, he was one that we thought we would see more, kind of like Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, and it just it hasn't happened. Indeed, Same with not happened. Austin Dillon. We've talked about Austin Dillon might not have a ride at this point if he wasn't racing for his grandfather. Um, and another thing, you know, we've talked about before, uh, Daniel Hemrick, the rookie, who's losing his ride with Richard Childers. He got the pole for this race, so. Um, there's I been no news about him signing anywhere yet. Yeah. I'm not seeing. I forgot where he finished. He he finished in 31st. So he not, ran into <laughs> a little bit of trouble. Yeah. 
but he did lead some races. He did re- lead some laps today and looked pretty good. Um, really, there's not there's not really too many guys down in the lower part that you really don't expect. Today was more like it it, it used to be, where all the you know the t- the top teams were in the top ten, and the, the, there was kind of a separation between the top tier teams and the lower teams, and and uh, so. We're closing in on the end of the season, and there's eight guys that have something to race for. There's 32 plus or minus. The only thing they're going, they're just racing for a race win. And I mean that can help for next year. I mean all these tracks we're going oh yeah back to at some point next year. Um, you know now it's like look, you you know you might not have a championship, but you can still get some money and a trophy and it really does help. I mean, and it, one person I think would be, it would be so great to, I mean, Jimmy Johnson and he, we're, Martinsville he used to be dominant. We haven't seen that all. It would be great if he got a win. It would give that team really good momentum into next year. Yeah, it really would. We have not, we have not seen a good performance out of the 48 team. Maybe, Today was a top ten, so that's that's a that's a good performance for them. But there have been not many top tens and top fives this season, and uh, you're right. Going into to Martinsville is always a pretty emotional time, especially the fall race there, because um, everyone remembers what happened at Martinsville. I was going on ten years ago now, when the Hendrick Motorsports plane crashed. And Jimmy Johnson won that race and did not go to victory lane because of the tragedy where 10 Hendricks people died in a plane crash. But it's always emotional for Hendricks Motorsports to go there. And it's always been a a, a track that Jimmy liked, really liked to run well at. Jeff Gordon liked to run well there, too, because of the situation. Junior ran, you know, well there, Junior too. Junior ran well there. And I do want to bring up, you know, today's Kansas, one of the victims in that crash, Rick, Ricky Hendrick. Um, who died? He won the first truck race in 2001 at the Kansas Speedway, um, and I remember my aunt and uncle. They went down to Charlotte for their 25th wedding anniversary to look at all the shops and garages, and they had that truck in uh, the Hendrick Motorsports garage on display. And I was like, "Yeah, that's from Kansas," and uh, and uh, so yeah, tragedy. But once and that would oh, man, if he won there. You know, after this long dry spell, that would be awesome. It, it would that would rank right up there with Jeff Gordon's last win. Yeah, and yeah, man, Martinsville, and because if he gets a win there, yeah, yeah, he's not eligible for a championship. But now he can go into the next season not having this giant win. loss string of losses. Yeah, on his, yeah, he 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 will get that monkey off of his back, and. Jimmy Johnson is such a such a calm and reserved kind of guy that it doesn't seem like when when he's interviewed right now it, it doesn't seem like the 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 no win streak bothers him but I know it's got to because I mean he's a seven time champion I think he's just been around the media long enough. He kind of knows how to. He's not like Kyle Bush. He knows how to kind of <laughs> compose himself. I, I, I do. I, same with, you know, like Chad Canales is like that. Chad, you know, during a race, it's different. 
um, when you hear you know, them on the radio and whatnot, but um, post interviews and whatnot, they, and I think part of that is just the way what Rick Hendrick expects of his drivers too. The uh, expectation level is high at Hendrick Motorsports. Um, and it's a good organization and, and I'm glad that Chase got into the chase. And uh, because I think, Really, he is the future of Hendrick Motorsports, uh, much like the young Jeff Gordon was back in the day, much like Jimmy Johnson was back in the day. Um, so I'm I'm glad that Chase made it in, and going to Martinsville again. Denny Hamlin runs so well there. Could he be on a Could he be on a streak here where he could pick up maybe even a couple wins going into Homestead? Who knows? Um, what's interesting too is usually, I mean, Martin Truex Jr. is I think is the only one. He's won two in in one of these rounds. Um, we haven't really seen anyone kind of sweep or close to sweeping around. You know, this one it was three different winners. Hamlin, you know, he's won at Kansas before. He's been so close, but we've talked. Ryan Blaney and Kyle Larson was unexpected. So this next round, um, we could see someone sweep it, or we could see someone. Uh, we could see some unexpected, you know, Larson and Blaney, they have a chance to win again, uh, chase. I mean, any of these drivers, but again, you know, we've talked Martinsville, Hamlin's good there. Chase is good there. Um, Joey's good there. If he doesn't get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Kenseth won't be there. So true. And I was thinking the other day ever, you know, s- switching gears real quick when that incident happened. Um, it started at Kansas. Joey Logano knocked out Kenseth for the win. And then there was issues again at the next track, which would have been like Texas, I think. Texas, I believe it was, yes. And just, they, just things kept being up, and Joey did nothing to kind of ease it. And again, we're in the playoffs, and Joey's just dominating. And then we go to Martinsville, he's dominating, dominating. But ever since that incident happened where Matt Kenseth knocked out Joey Logano, that kind of... Kansas never bounced back. He was suspended for, I think, you know, the couple next couple races. I believe or, it was two races, yeah. And uh, his career kind of went down, but he was able, you know, to get a win his last, you know, his last full season. Um, so, but it just there's certain incidents that, you know, like Boyer is now finally coming back after that incident at Richmond. There's some things drivers can do that you never know how it could affect the rest of your career. Well, and, and a perfect example of, of affecting your career, Martin Truex Jr. When he was with Michael Walter Bracing and, and Boyer had an itch. He had an itch. Yeah, exactly. And pulls, you know, they pulled some, some uh, shenanigans. Napa, who was with Michael Waltrip ever since, you know, they left with him when he left DEI and he lost Napa. Napa left so quickly. And yep. I think that yep. really hurt them. And Martin Truex Jr. lost his job as a driver there, but he's recovered pretty well. He, Michael Walter Bracing is out of business. Martin Truex Jr. has won a championship. So I was so glad and now he's with that, that happened. Joe now he's Gibbs. with Joe Gibbs Racing. So, he struggled for a couple of years, but you know what? What I love about Martin Trucks Jr. is the fact that you never really heard him complain about his situation. It it had nothing to do with him. 
that incident had nothing to do with him. He was he was a he was an innocent bystander, so to speak. And look who got punished the most out of that whole situation. Martin Trucks Jr. He lost his sponsor. He lost his job. Um, I think there were other reasons that Michael Waltrip Racing went out of business. Losing a big-time sponsor doesn't help. But I think they made some poor decisions. And and I, I sometimes doubt the business ability of Michael Waltrip. Um, I don't think he had the personality that could stand back and just be an owner and not be the center of attention. Uh, but that's just a personal opinion. Um, but it was, it was, I was upset with the fact that Martin Truex Jr. was the one punished the most and he did nothing. He just ran his race and did all he could do to get into the chase that year into the playoffs. And then of course that was the famous year where they actually added one driver to the playoffs. And that was Jeff Gordon. He, 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 he was the 13th driver added after all of that stuff washed out. And that was, was a crazy a, year. Yeah. <laughs> crazy year. Hopefully this year won't be that way. Hopefully we we won't have any crazy things happen like that. Um, I think NASCAR's tightened down on some of that stuff um, to avoid those things. And they, I mean, anyone, if you go out to the track, you can, uh, you know, dial in and you can listen to on, you know, the d- different, you know, the radios, the communication between these drivers and crew chiefs. So that's, I think, what, you know, hurt them there and you know chad canals he's been caught on the radio saying some unusual things before with jimmy when he was crew chief with jimmy johnson yeah kind of like uh if you went back this car into the wall so they can't measure it i'll, I'll never forget i think that was at texas one year it was caught on t- it was caught on tv it was caught on video and then played back and everybody asked him chad why would you want your driver to back the car into the wall to cause damage he was just like ah we were just we were just we were just playing. No, Chad Knauss did not play like that. And Jimmy knew that if he won, he was going to, he was going to do his burnout and, and back it into the wall for whatever reason it was. I don't know, but there was, there were some, some, as we've said before here, Chad Knauss lived out there on the edge of the rules. Well, and I remember when uh, Ray Abraham was uh Gordon's crew. I remember watching a documentary before um, that talking about, you know, at, you know, the Daytona 500, you, you know, you pushed it, you know, to the limits and what you couldn't do. Yep. And now with technology, NASCAR is catching so much now. And I mean, it's it's really hard. To, I, I'm sure all the teams are still doing it in some way or doing some trick. But, you know, Kevin Harvick, he got caught and his, you know, car chief got suspended. And, you know, NASCAR isn't playing around. And that hurt Harvick, I think, last year. Um, he is winning account, I don't think. So, I think now, for those teams, if you are if you are pushing it, just, I mean, you're, you're chancing it. Harvick was still, you know, able to get bounced. But he had to start from the back today, which isn't easy to come forward. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, how these teams push it, um, I would say the smart thing would be don't just <laughs> try to come with the best car you can. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna push the limits, get your get get your win, so you're locked into the to, to the final race, and then maybe maybe push the limits a little bit with your setups or whatever as you're headed to Homestead. 
of course, there's really not. Martinville is a short track. Texas is a speedway. Phoenix, it's not Phoenix anymore. What is it now? They we'll call it Phoenix. We'll call it's it IRS, I think. ISM. ISM. It's ISM, but it'll always be Phoenix to me. So it's a short track, and then you finish up at Homestead. So really the only track they're going to the last three races here that is similar to Homestead is Texas. So go go to Martinsville, get your win, get locked in there, and then and then pull out all the stops at Texas to to try some things to to make you better for Homestead. And we'll just see what see what happens. So as we're winding up here and thinking about next week and thinking about Martinsville. Well, my pick for Kansas this week was Martin Truck Shooting. You picked Kyle Bush, so we I both we picked both were wrong. the wrong Gibbs driver. Yep. Uh man, Martinsville. I wanna uh, doesn't have to doesn't have to be a playoff driver either. I know. I I wanna go with Chase, but I think I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. He's really been dominant there in the past. He knows how to win there. Um, I think he'll be close. I think both Chase and Denny are going to be the ones up front. Um, but also, I think either Joey or Brad. Brad's even out. A win can kind of help that team out. I actually, well, I think they will still be bummed. They're one of the teams because they were so close. Um, but, man, I've seen Brad get there, Joey. But I think I'm gonna go Denny Hamlin's he's got momentum. He wants a championship. He's been right up there before and has lost it at Homestead. He wants to get up there again. You win, you're in. So I think he knows how to win at Martinsville. I think he's gonna do it. So you got Denny Hamlin, and I think that's a great pick. I really do. I think that's a very smart pick. I based on coming out of Kansas with some momentum, locking in the place into the next round. He runs well there. I'm going to go with a sentimental pick. I'm picking Jimmy Johnson. I really want to see this team win. I really do. And there's no better track the rest of the season for him to get a victory on than at Martinsville. And if Jimmy were to win, no one's still locked in yet. So that's right. That's going to make Texas and Texas and Phoenix all the more important. And that's that's what's that's the great thing about this pay, playoff system is you can have a non-playoff driver come in and take a win, and it messes with the whole. Yeah, no one's the whole sa- deal. No Nobody's safe. safe. So the, that 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 leaves it. You know, you got two races to get locked in. So that means going into the final race at Phoenix. Who knows what's going to happen? So it's it's going to be an exciting finish. It really is. Um, the, the top teams are there. Um, and I mean, like you know, I mentioned before, Brad Kozlowski's out, but he's had a good season. You know, him and, I mean, he's on, you know, we talked about Penske and Gibbs. So he could be one of the ones that could upset at one of these tracks for coming up to. Well, and I can guarantee you that that they're, they are going to race like crazy. The, the Keselowski team, they're going to race like crazy to get a win because they're not happy that they got booted out of the playoffs. You know, it's, it is what it is. You, you, you don't race, you don't place, you don't race well enough. You have problems, you're out. Someone else that uh, runs well there, uh, Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer runs well there. He's won there, um, I think, last year. So he could be another one upset. I mean, he's out too. I don't think anyone is really shocked. He's only won at Kansas, I think, in the truck series. But um, he was in a must win. But it's still, it's all, it, it will help give teams momentum 
into the next. I was season. explaining this to somebody uh, this week, the playoff system, and they they're not a, a huge NASCAR fan, and they just kind of follow it from a distance. And we were talking about the playoff situation, and and uh, she was under the impression that because it's the playoffs and Kansas is a cutoff race, then the rest of the races for the season, only eight drivers will be racing. I said, no, everybody still gets to race because everybody still wants to go for the win. The I said, the playoff drivers are set up on a different point system so that they're basically challenging each other for the championship, but everybody else can race. Anybody else can win. There's no nobody sitting out. When they first announced the chase for the you know NASCAR Cup in 2004, uh, when Kurt Busch won, I remember they announced it. I was confused too, and I thought, wait, because Kansas was in before they didn't have the cutoff playoff thing. It was just the last ten races, the top ten drivers were eligible, and it, it, the point just basically reset. And Kansas was, was has always been within the playoffs, but I was like, wait, so are the other drivers not? Is it are we just going to see ten cars going around the track? No. And then it was like, oh no, the other drivers are still in it, and they're still eligible to win. They just can't win the championship. Right, they're just not eligible for the championship. And and like I say, if Jimmy Johnson were to step up and win next week, it it throws kind of a monkey wrench in the playoffs because it takes away a guaranteed spot in the in the championship race. So. Uh, it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be the next four weeks are going to be super, super exciting. And I can't wait. I, I love this playoff racing. And uh, so you've got Denny Hamlin yes. and I've got Jimmy Johnson next week at Martinsville. Folks, tune into that race. Short track racing is some of the best racing around. And I guarantee you there's going to be some bent sheet metal. And Martinsville is one of those old, like, it's one of those speedways I hope NASCAR never gives up. Like, it's one of those. Just old school. You get that feeling of what NASCAR was like years ago. Yeah, and then that hasn't changed. So uh, tune in to the race in Martinsville and then uh, dial us up wherever you download your favorite podcast on Sunday nights. And we'll fill you in on everything that happened in Martinsville. So uh, Denny Hamlin, Jimmy Johnson, for the Fox 4 Race Zone Podcast. I'm Sam Atwell. And I'm Brian Dooley. Everybody have a great week. <laughs>